Monday afternoon, taken to the airwaves of 710 ESPN, headquartered right there in the epicenter of the mega market, Los Angeles. And to everybody listening throughout Southern California and around the world on the ESPN app, great to be with you on a Monday afternoon. I'm going to tell you my first thought. This is all weekend long. I'd been thinking to myself, what's the first thing I want to talk about as soon as I hit these airwaves on 710 ESPN? I could talk about Masvidal versus Usman. Watch that fight. Didn't watch the whole undercard. Watch the main event, the main, main event. But the fight wasn't good enough to take the lead today. I could talk about the news of the day. I mean, the Rondo injury, what it means to the Lakers, who's going to step up, who's going to have to fill the void. How does it impact the Lakers' opportunity to win a championship this year? Absolutely could be the top story that I could be talking about. But I've been waiting to get back on the air with my first thought, which is this. I was fascinated over the weekend to read the story and to listen to LeBron himself talk about the fact that he's not going to wear a social justice message on the back of his jersey. And to me, again, look, the Rondo story is happening. It's now. 17 players go to the bubble. You can't add. You can't bring in new guys. Avery Bradley's already gone. You know, you, you start to look at this and you go, okay, well, what are they going to do here? And I'll just tell you right away. First opinion is, uh, this is about LeBron and this is about AD. It's what every analyst has said over and over again. You can watch this team with your own eyes or watched this team earlier this year with your own eyes, and you know this is about LeBron and AD. Rondo, loss, okay, playoff experience. Guy looked ripped and lean when I saw him last week on Twitter, but injured again, hand injury, somebody's got to step up. It's a big story. I got it. But for me, this is me now, all right? For me, did I say me enough? I'm telling you that the story that was on my mind was about LeBron not wearing this social message on the back of his jersey. And here's why. Last week, we started talking about this. And you looked at the list of NBA-sanctioned messages that could be on the back of your jersey. And, you know, there's Black Lives Matter. There's I Can't Breathe. The one that the guys chose last week was Vote. I chose Peace. I thought it sounded nice. Like, hey, everybody, Peace. I didn't think that I needed to put on something that was more political. I wanted to send a positive message. Peace. That was going to be on the back of my jersey. But we got ripped last week on Twitter. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Bunch of white dudes that don't have the guts to put BLM on the back of their jersey. I'm like, well, first of all, it's just theoretical. But secondly, you know, this is a very politically charged world. And... Um, you know, everything gets misinterpreted. Everybody's, I didn't mean this. I didn't mean it like that. So you got to be careful with whatever your message is going to be. When LeBron comes out this weekend and LeBron says, I'm not wearing any message. I'm, uh, here's what he said. I'm paraphrasing. And we'll play it for you as the afternoon goes on. But in paraphrasing, here's what LeBron said. Nobody asked me. And none of the messages that I read really resonated with my cause. So for me, I'm LeBron, I'm the king, I'm the face, I'm the star. I'm cool with just James on the back of my jersey. And by the way, AD said the same thing. AD's like, yo, this is my family name, and um, I like to represent, 
And so I'm sticking with my name as well. My thought was, you know, every other player in the league that might have been thinking to himself, you know, I'd really rather just keep my name on my jersey and I'd really rather steer clear of political messages because it might get misinterpreted. Or how about this? I decide to put peace on the back of my jersey because I would like the whole world to be peaceful and loving and, and I'd like to get over all of this terrible news that's happened in 2020. Somebody get me to 2021 right now. But peace can be misinterpreted as, oh, so I notice you didn't take a much stronger statement by having whatever other phrase you might have had the opportunity. But you see, LeBron says, this is back to LeBron. LeBron says, nobody asked me. Which, first and foremost, I got to say, why is somebody at the NBA league office not calling LeBron or any of his, you know, his, his guys to, to say, hey, hey, fellas, listen, um, we're contemplating what we might want to do here with social justice messages on the back of the jerseys. And we've come up with a list. And we've come up with a list of things. Why don't you have LeBron take a look at the list? And why don't you guys get back to us? Do you like the list? Do you not like the list? Does it represent what you're all about? Because is there one guy on the planet, not in the NBA, on the planet in sports that is more politically active and willing to put it out there who's got the sort of brand and following that LeBron James has. There's nobody. Nobody is doing what LeBron James is doing with schools and philanthropy and, and political activism. Nobody's doing what LeBron James is doing. Why would the NBA, this is my question, why would the NBA not go to LeBron James and say, here's the list. What do you think? You like it? You want to add to it? You think this doesn't work? What do you, hey, hey LeBron, what do you want your jersey to say? Why don't you tell us that? And then we can all discuss it, which is really just a way of saying whatever you want. Yes. So I couldn't wait to get on the air today because to me, yes, Rondo, big story. This is all the local stuff. I mean, Rondo is a big story. What are the Lakers going to do? We'll talk about that as the day and as the week goes on. Remember, this is day six of a 10-day contract for me here on 710 ESPN. So day six going into the 10-day deal here. We're going to talk about it as the week goes on for sure. Other local stories that we'll get to. Listen, Kenley Jansen back in camp now for the Dodgers. I'm going to have Dave Roberts on the show a little bit later on today. Dave Roberts will talk to us about guys who've been missing, guys who are returning, inner squad scrimmages, what's going on. I can tell you this. I spoke to Dave Roberts in mid-April. And frankly, he had me believing that there probably wasn't going to be a baseball season. Well, now he's there at Dodger Stadium, working out, getting ready. So there are big local stories. LAFC tonight, Galaxy, both back in action. I am not the world's number one MLS fan or analyst. It's not that I don't love the game. Just have never, never really gotten deep. I know about this LAFC fan base. I get it. I've seen that stadium. I've seen you guys go absolutely berserk. Uh, so I'm in. And Landon Donovan will be here to talk about that today. But for all the local stories, Rondo and his hand injury, who's going to step up? Is it going to be Caruso? Is it going to be Kuzma? Is it going to be a Danny Green? All of whom need to step up. But seriously, when you talk about point guard, you're talking about LeBron. The ball must be in the hands of LeBron. That's who controls this team. That's what this team is all about.
So Avery Bradley, I got it. We've been talking about that for a week. He chose to opt out. Rondo, injury again. They signed J.R. Smith. I don't think you're going to get much out of him. That's my opinion. Who knows? Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Guy's been out of basketball for two years. So, look, there's a lot of hot local stories. Nationally, Russell Westbrook, positive for COVID, did not travel into the bubble. How about the Red? I mean, the Washington NFL football team? And I seriously catch myself saying that. Under pressure, finally, to change their name. Okay? Huge national story. NBA player test positive for COVID. NFL football team is finally, after defiantly for years saying we'll never do it, is finally going to change their name. Big national story. And again, I talk about just a little bit. I'll get to it as the afternoon goes on. The Usman Masvidal fight from this past weekend. Big national story. But in my opinion, there is no bigger story today on my mind then LeBron James making this decision that he is not going to put a social justice message on the back of his jersey. And again, for me, the reason is this. One, no one checked with him. And it seemed to me, in listening to LeBron, I'll play it for you, it seemed to me like LeBron was a little annoyed that nobody in the NBA office talked to him. Second, he says, none of these messages resonated with me. What that does, though, for the rest of the NBA is say to everybody else, Don't worry about it. If you want your name on the back of your jersey, if you want it to say Caruso, then you can have it say Caruso. And no one's going to question you like, yo, so I noticed you got your last name on the back of your jersey. How come what? None of these social messages really resonated with you? You didn't want to say something? Maybe I don't want to say something. But what LeBron is saying is, what I want to say wasn't available to me. And I want to talk about this because to me, it's a really, really big story. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance and guests today like Landon Donovan and Dave Roberts on ESPN Radio will appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. So this jersey decision by the NBA and by LeBron, you know what it does? It turns a guy like Charles Barkley, who is the face of... NBA off-court analysis. LeBron's the face on the court, but let's face it, Charles Barkley is the mouth of the NBA. And it takes a guy like Charles Barkley then, I'll say off-message. Now, instead of everybody talking about what's good about the bubble and what's good about finishing the season and, hey, aren't we progressive because we're giving you the opportunity to put these, these, these phrases on the back of your jersey, it, it has Charles Barkley, the mouthpiece of the NBA, now calling the Liga Circus. So I want to get to that coming up. Got a great show on the way for you. Like I said, Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers, will be here. Landon Donovan is going to be by. So don't go anywhere. And when you think O'Reilly Auto Parts, for all your car care needs, you know, we're close. Convenient. We're known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service from professional parts people that you can trust. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Can you hear it in my voice, Los Angeles? Can you hear how excited I am to be back on 710 ESPN today, day six of a 10-day contract? We're going to have a monster show. We're going to have a freaking bomb week. And then we're all going to just do our thing, okay? So listen, here we go. Charles Barkley now, after LeBron's announcement that he's not wearing a message on the back of his jersey, Charles Barkley says, 
NBA turning into a circus. Let me get to that. We're just getting rolling on a Monday afternoon. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Monday afternoon, Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Coming up today, Dave Roberts is going to be here, manager of the L.A. Dodgers. Landon Donovan is going to be here, a six-time MLS champion with the L.A. Galaxy. Galaxy and LAFC both play tonight in the MLS bubble. So we're going to talk to Landon later on. we got a great show coming up for you. We really do. It is time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And I'm going to talk about LeBron James. I'm going to talk about why he's not wearing a social, social message on the back of his jersey. I'm going to talk about Charles Barkley here in just one second and what Barkley says, which is now that the NBA is turning into a circus. I'm getting to all of that in just one moment. But as we went to commercial break and as we're coming back onto the air here on 710 ESPN, the governor of the state of California, Gavin Newsom, is posting some tweets that I think that if you're driving around in your car right now, this is important stuff, man. So as much as I want to give you the LeBron stuff, which I actually find very important, frankly, uh, I think it's bigger than LeBron, bigger than the NBA, bigger than sports. I actually think it's, it's just a bigger issue. But here's real life stuff, though, for you. According to Gavin Newsom's Twitter handle, he says, uh, as new COVID cases and hospitalizations continue to rise, 30 counties will now be required to close indoor operations. By the way, close indoor operations all in caps like he's yelling at us. And, and listen, um, I guess maybe in some ways he is. So here's the, here's the deal. Fitness centers, gyms. Dude, I've not gone back to the gym. I was like, listen, I love the gym. But, um, you know, going back to the gym and seeing some guy put down the hundred pound dumbbells, humble brag, lying. But when I see somebody put down something or they get off of a machine, I don't want to touch the machine. Places of worship. How about that, dude? I mean, churches and synagogues and mosques and whatever your place of, of worship might be. Places of worship getting shut down. Offices for non-critical sectors. Personal care services, dude, like massage par, well, massage therapy places <laughs> and uh, like, I guess, nail places, hair salons and barber shops and malls, malls. I mean, outdoor malls. So here's the, here's the deal. The governor is tweeting right now, middle of the day, 1218 a.m. p.m. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. And he's telling us the governor. Shut down the gyms, shut down the malls, no more hair salons, churches and synagogues, everybody shut down. And when I say everybody, he's actually given us a list of counties that are affected by this. And I can tell you, and, and Bergman, maybe you could jump in here and, and kind of go through some of these, but I see L.A. in here. I see Orange County in here. I see Riverside County, San Bernardino, San Diego, Santa Barbara. I mean, I'm seeing... All of the places where people listen to 710 ESPN as places that are impacted by the governor's most recent announcement. Yeah, and Ventura would be another one. He's also saying that statewide, so the entire state of California, restaurants, wineries, movie theaters, with, and also family entertainment, zoos, museums, and card rooms are all closed as well, including bars. Yeah, this is crazy. I mean, it is really crazy. You talk about card rooms. I'm like, card rooms? Really? About a week ago, I was driving south from Mammoth all the way south, and I was seeing this one place. It's like casino, like little card room connected to a gas station. I'm like, what? Who's in there? You stop in. Yo, I need to, to fill up and let me play a couple hands. So card rooms closing down. Um, I don't use those, but okay, whatever. I guess other people do. This is insane. And I say insane only because... You know, like, I'll just give you an example. I told everybody on Friday, 
do not bet on my horse at Del Mar on opening day. And Bergman, wouldn't you know it, the freaking horse won. Did it win? The That's horse awesome. won. The horse won. So I, I, I warned everybody, don't bet on my horse, and the horse wound up winning. But there's nobody there. Nobody. Jockeys are, are, are being kicked out because they've got COVID now. It, it, it seems like we're just trying and just everybody, excuse me, please, because I understand we all want sports back so bad, right? We want baseball to return and we want basketball to work. And we've already seen in MLS soccer, two teams have to bail and we want the NFL to come back. But I'm starting to, and college sports too. And I'm wondering to myself, are we going to really, really be able to pull this stuff off? And when you see the governor say, hey, close it down, gyms, nail salons, Massage therapy places, malls, you shut it down because the numbers are spiking again. And remember when you when you first came out or like when you first got a little taste and you're like, okay, we'll never do that again. Well, guess what? We're doing it again. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, I know this is all super important. It is very important to what's going on in our country, what's happening in our state. But I'm a little bit more interested in what you what happens with you winning that with that horse. Like, do you get something for that? What what happens? Your horse, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you sharing it with people? Yeah. So so the so what happens is in horse racing. I'll make this really brief because I know I'm the only person who cares. But oh no, it's interesting. When you win a horse race, if the purse is a hundred thousand dollars, the winning horse takes sixty percent, so sixty thousand dollars, and then you pay the jockey ten percent, you pay the trainer ten percent, and then you're left with what's left, which is about forty eight thousand bucks. So. Um, this was a much lower level race. And so we didn't win anywhere near that kind of money, but it's always great to win because a horse's value goes up when, when there's a win. Well, of course. And so how many people are you with, with on this horse? How many partners are on the horse? Yeah. yeah partners. So yeah. I think I told you last week, I do this group every year. I've been doing it for 12 years. I take 20 people. Everybody puts in $20,000. You have $400,000. And then I really hand the money over to Doug O'Neill, who is a Kentucky Derby winning trainer and, you know, leading trainer at Santa Anita and at Del Mar for many years. And so one of the truly elite guys. And then, you know, we buy and do transactions all summer long. And then we give everybody their money back, assuming there's any money to give back. Oh, that's still pretty cool. Very do you want to nice buy a thing. share? Do you want to spend $20,000 on horse racing? Because you're going to throw on. the money away. I want you to know that. <laughs> Come on now. You're not getting that money back. Twenty k on anything that's not a house. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I don't blame you. But here's the thing. As we're just getting going on a Monday afternoon, day six of a 10-day contract. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. I got Greg Bergman in Parts Unknown LA. I've got Adam Braunstein, Brawny up in the studios in LA. I've even got my own team, Grande Alejandro Padilla, representing the 805 Oxnard in the house, helping us out from down here. So listen, we got a great show coming up today with Dave Roberts and Landon Donovan. But let me guys... Bergman, let me get back to this LeBron thing. I really, I honestly think it's a huge deal. I think it's, it's so much bigger than just LeBron saying nothing resonates with me. I think the fact that the NBA tried to do something that people think is very progressive and cool and the biggest star in the sport, the biggest star in all of sports, has said to his league, hey, um, no one talked to me about this. Nothing that you guys came up with really works for me. And so I'm going to bail. I'm just going to pass on this. And I think that first and foremost, you got, I have two people that live inside of this brain. There's the angel on one side and there's the devil on the other side. The angel says, you know what? Way to go, LeBron. Awesome. Great job. Because you've just taken all of your peers off the hook. Anybody who wants to have their last name on their jersey and not have to be involved in the political messaging, you've just gotten these guys off the hook. Angel side says, great job. Devil's side says, hey, LeBron, 
So what's the deal, man? The league didn't check with you, and therefore none of these things work? And, and so I've got this conflicting internal debate that can rage. I'm more on the side of the positivity side, which is, hey, do your thing, dude. If, if this doesn't work for you, do your thing. If none of these messages help perpetuate what you're trying to do, then just don't do it. But what it does for everybody else is it says, oh, thank goodness. I, you know, I didn't know what to do and peace sounded too soft and votes sounded like noncommittal and black lives matter. You know, I, I don't know. Am I just, am I doing it for the right reasons? I can't breathe. That feels uncomfortable. I'm not really sure. And so I feel like LeBron has taken the pressure off all of his peers, Bergman. That's what I think. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong in that. He has taken a lot of the pressure off. I don't think anybody can really say you don't know what LeBron James stands for, though. So if he doesn't have the name, you know, Black Lives Matter or Vote or Peace or whatever name that he would have decided to do, you kind of understand where he stand, what he stands upon. And so it's OK, I think. And Brian Kamenetsky talk, talked about it in the show on the Zidano show right before. I think it's a little bit more important for guys like Kyle Korver and Alex Caruso and, and the white guys to really show what, what that they're standing with them. And I think, you know, unfortunately, we talked about you talked about in the first segment how last week we kind of got ripped upon for saying vote and peace. And we may think that that's the right way. But this that was kind of an, our opportunity if we were there to use the Black Lives Matter um, or I can't breathe or whatever it happens to be name on the back of our jersey it's it's everyone else standing with the with the black players and everybody else that's how I okay but here's the thing if if you're a white guy and you decide to put your last name on the back of your jersey are you going to have people criticizing you now like oh what's that all about huh oh you just, you, you just put your name on the back really you didn't you, you as as a white guy who's who's really supposed to be trying to help now because i mean that's what i heard i heard from 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 african-american community i heard help us if you want equality it's time for white people to help and i went i raised my hand i went i'll help i'll help okay what can i do and and i started trying to think of the things that i could do and so now if i'm an nba player and i feel like i'm trying to do something here but i get down there and lebron's got james on the back of his jersey can i not have caruso on the back of mine am i going to get criticized because i don't have blm on the back of my jersey that's what i'm trying to say here is that i believe that what lebron has done has taken a lot of the pressure off because look Here's Charles Barkley on CNBC last Friday, and I talked about this on Friday, but let me play for you what Barkley said. It was literally as we were coming on the air on Friday, and I just heard it in the background, and I didn't get a chance to see the, the, the soundbite that is now going viral. Here's what Charles Barkley thinks, and remember, this is the mouth of the NBA. LeBron's the face, Barkley's the mouth. You know, Here's what Barkley had to say about what's going on. Well, I think what's happening now, uh, is it, we turn it into a circus. Uh, you know, we're going to spend all our time, instead of talking about racial equality and racial justice and economic justice, we spend all our time worried about who's kneeling and who's not kneeling, uh, what, what things are being said on buses, uh, what's being said on jerseys. I think we're missing the point. Uh, we need uh, police reform. We need prison reform. Uh, and we need uh, those are number two, one and two things we need to focus on. Uh, we need the cops. We need the good cops out there policing the bad cops. Like I say, we need obviously we need police reform and prison reform. But the media, you know, we all got a job to do, and they're going to spend all their time on what's on somebody's jersey 
right. and what's on the buses yes. and who's kneeling and who's not kneeling. Yes. And that's going to defeat the purpose. My concern is this turning this thing into a circuit instead of trying to do some good stuff. Right. Yes. Yes, Charles Barkley. It's terrible. It's terrible. They're turning it into a circus. That's the worst Charles Barkley of all time. In fact, that's a really bad Frank Caliendo doing Charles Barkley. It's terrible. It, he's right. He's right. All this talk about jerseys and messages and who's wearing one and who's not and who's kneeling and who's not, it's all a big media distraction from what the real story is. And the real story is social injustice, police brutality, take you know equality, all the things that America has finally exploded and said, we got to figure this out. So I'm with Charles Barkley. That's straight talk, wireless, no contracts, no compromise. Hey, listen, we have another full weekend of pro golf ahead of us. Now, there's somebody out there going, ooh. Uh, to add to the excitement, DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. How much would a $1 million change your life? It's easy. Just pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off on Thursday. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code BRISTOL to sign up for the free shot at this $1 million top prize. That code is BRISTOL, like Bristol, Connecticut, like the home of ESPN. I think you get it. And it's only at DraftKings, so make sure you're downloading their app. Minimum of a $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. And see DraftKings.com for details. Okay, coming up. Rondo's out. Bradley's out. But let's face it, guys. This is about LeBron and AD. I want to get to what it means that Rondo's out for the next six weeks. And frankly, let me just tell you, I have a hard time believing you're going to get anything out of him, regardless of when he comes back and what round of the playoffs the Lakers might be in at that time. I find it real hard to believe. So I would just check him off the list as in, we don't have Avery Bradley. We don't have Rondo either. I want to get to that story. What does Rondo's injury mean? Let's get there. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Hey, Los Angeles. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. I know we got a lot of listeners all over Southern California and around the world. I know this because you're tweeting me. You're tweeting me at Scott Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N. So I got it. Wherever you may be, we're glad you're here. But listen... You know the focus. You know the focus of the L.A. sports fan. And today, there's a lot of news about the Lakers. By the way, we'll get to the Dodgers later. This hour, 1.55 p.m. I don't care what you're doing. 12.55, rather. I don't care what you're doing, dude. Set an alarm on your phone. Dave Roberts is going to be here. So I almost screwed you up. I said 1.55. I meant 12.55. 12.55 this afternoon, like 20 minutes from now, Dave Roberts, manager of the Dodgers, will be here. So be here for that. Okay, so... Rondo is hurt and he's out for at least six weeks. What does it really mean? Let's talk about that for a moment. So here's a guy in Rondo. He's got a lot of experience. He's an NBA champion. He's in great shape. He's a veteran presence. He's a guy you can get 20 minutes from. He can give you seven points. Uh, th that's what you're getting. I mean, that, that's, that's all he is. I mean, I don't mean to, to disrespect anybody who plays in the NBA, but he's a role player now. That's who he is. He plays a role on LeBron's team, and it's LeBron and AD. And that's the way it is. This, this team, if you told me today LeBron is out, I tell you Lakers should leave the bubble. You tell me AD is out, I still have this weird belief like, 
Yeah, but they still have LeBron. And, and as long as they have LeBron, they got a chance. So that's my perception. That's my mindset. But here's what I can tell you. That Rondo being out doesn't change anything. It doesn't all of a sudden take the Lakers from the favorites to win to the least favorites to win. It doesn't make Vegas change the odds. Rondo is just a role player. I'm not trying to knock the guy. I'm not. Listen, I wish I could be an NBA player. I wish I could walk around with my shirt off like he can because he's got an eight pack. I'm just saying that in today's game, at this stage of his career, and on this team, Rondo is quote unquote just a role player. By the way, Laker fans, I've read plenty of Laker blogs lately, you know, and, and I hear a lot of people out there barking like, I want more Alex Caruso. Caruso's played in 10 more games than Rondo so far this year. He averages about 18 minutes, so two fewer minutes per game. He averages five and a half points, so two points fewer per game. I would argue that if at the end of the season, you don't see any more Rondo, but all of a sudden Caruso eats up 10 of those minutes, I would tell you that Caruso is going to be averaging more points and is probably going to be a greater contributor. And that's based on him being a hungry, young guy, still trying to make it, make his way, earn a championship, be part of LeBron's kingdom. Listen, I'm just telling you this right now. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. This is LeBron and AD, and that's what this team will either win or lose with. It's those two guys. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance, and guests on ESPN Radio appear via the Shell Performance. Gosh, I was so close. Guests on ESPN Radio appear via the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Dave Roberts coming up this hour, and Landon Donovan coming up a little bit later on. Bergman, am I off here? Am I way wrong here? Uh, I don't think you're way wrong. I just think that so with Rondo, let's say let's say it was the it was, this happened with Avery Bradley was still there and Rondo was out. It would make zero difference whatsoever. We'd be like, all right, fine, Rondo's out, not a big deal. But being also having Bradley and Rondo out that really hurts your your guard depth just in general. So we don't know what we're gonna get from Dion Waiters. Uh, Caruso will have to step up. But then the only real like I guess kind of true point guard that they have on the team now is um, is Quinn Cook. And Quinn Cook just kind of came off the bench. He can make shots and he can he can kind of handle the ball. But I don't think that this is a guy that's ready for big minutes to run the second unit. So it's really gonna come down to Caruso. Quinn Cook and Dion Waiters in that role, and that just is not kind of enough. It's really about what you need off of when LeBron's not on the floor, though. Okay, let me tell you this: I have this perception. I've admitted this to you before. In Mike, Ty when Mike Tyson got out of jail, and everybody told me that his his talents had eroded, I still believe Mike Tyson was going to knock everybody out, and I was dead wrong. When Tiger Woods came back and started to sniff majors, I said, oh my goodness, Tiger Woods is going to win every major that he ever plays in again, and he has not. My point is, I'm wrong a lot. However, I'm just going to tell you this right now. This is all about LeBron James, and that's why the Lakers went out and got AD, because LeBron may not have been enough all by himself, but now you've got two of the best five players, that's how everybody phrases it, two of the best five players in the world. It's up to these two guys. They win with them. They're going to lose with them. I don't think Rondo makes that big of an impact, but I will say this. This goes back to a bit many years ago on SNL. Bergman, have you ever heard this? This is where Jay Farrow, the comedian, impersonates Stephen A. Smith, and LeBron was with the Heat at the time, and Stephen A. 
was explaining to LeBron that no one else should touch the ball. Have you ever heard this? No, I haven't. I'm, I love Jay Farrell, though. Brawny, have you ever heard this before? I have seen it. It's been many years, but it is well worth another listen. It's The point is, it worked back then, and it works today. The ball belongs in the hands of LeBron James. We can all get caught up in the term point guard versus shooting guard, four versus five. This guy doesn't want to play this position. He needs somebody else to relieve him so he can play over here. I'm just telling you, the ball belongs in the hands of LeBron James. Jay Farrow, several years ago, it worked then, it works now, play it. Two to one, and a lot of people continue to question whether LeBron James can close out big games. I understand, brother. <laughs> this is a tough one for me, Seth, because I've known the man for 10 years. LeBron, I know you want to be a good teammate, but in the fourth quarter of the Miami Heat basketball contest, only one man should be holding the basketball. Well, like, what about Dwayne Wade? This hurts me to say this. <laughs> because D. Wade is a friend. He's a friend, okay. I love the man like a brother. But D. Wade, you need to know that there is no way that he get past the second round if the ball is not in LeBron's hands. <laughs> Chris Barr should be nowhere near a basketball. <laughs> he should be locked in a small closet where there are no basketballs around objects of any kind. I'm telling you right now, this is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. I'm telling you right now, Rondo's injury, you think on the surface, 48 games, 20 minutes a game, seven points a game. You think, oh my gosh, you know, they don't have Avery Bradley in the, the guard position. There's, there's no depth. I'm telling you just what Jay Farrow, who was playing Stephen A. Smith, told you years ago when LeBron was in Miami. The ball belongs in the hands of LeBron James. And it hurts me to say, because Rajon Rondo and I are very dear friends. I love the man like a brother. But he should be nowhere near the basketball. Give it to LeBron James. What do you say to that, Bergman? I just think that this is a situation It's not just... You're right. At the end of games and for most of the game, you want LeBron to have the ball. And you want AD to be there with him. And But it just... You can't play him 48 minutes in the game, so you need him on a second. You need another guy that can handle the ball and distribute the ball on the second team. And that's kind of where Rajon Rondo was supposed to be there and, and help them out in that situation. Now you don't have that guy. So when LeBron's off the floor, because he's going to need to take at least 10 minutes, at least 10 minutes in every game where he doesn't play a game, so you need somebody on the floor. They don't really have that as much as they used to when it when it when you had Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo. So it's not so much about the, the team itself and how they can, are whether they're going to get through it or not. It's about that second team and keeping. What if you're playing the Clippers and Lou Williams and Mar and Montrez Harrell come out and they just start going crazy with their pick and roll? You got to have other guys to be able to stop them and score along with them and get the ball moving. Without LeBron James on the floor at that time that's where things could start to get a little iffy. All right, we're going to talk more about this as the afternoon goes on. You know Bergman's going to bring strong opinions about his Lakers, and I'm going to tell you very, very simply, it is about LeBron. Hey, look, it ain't game day, but you can still feast like it is. Meet Church's new five-buck campfire smokehouse chicken, our fan favorite with a new campfire flavor, plus mashed potatoes and a biscuit. Church's bringing that down-home flavor offer valid at participating locations. Okay, coming up. 
Let me get over to the Dodgers for a second because Dave Roberts is coming up later this hour. Kenley Jansen returns. And I told you this last week, when guys aren't in camp, we all ask, what's the deal? And when the teams say, we can't tell you, then we all put two and two together and we think COVID. In the case of Kenley Jansen, that's what it was. And he had some really interesting things to say about why a guy who battled and beat COVID and his whole family had it. Why is he coming back? Why is he opting in? Let me talk about that. Dave Roberts is right around the corner. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Monday afternoon, it's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN broadcasting to the epicenter of the mega market, Los Angeles, and all of Southern California, and elsewhere on the ESPN app. I know because I'm getting a lot of tweets from people around the world. It's crazy, dude. The way we can all communicate nowadays and somebody from Australia can send a tweet that says, hey, I'm listening to 710 ESPN, really cool. Hey, tag me if you're tuning in, at Scott Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N, and make sure you tag at ESPN Los Angeles. I'm going to get to the Dodgers in one second, and then Dave Roberts is going to join us in a few minutes. So um, I mentioned earlier that kind of real-time updates here, you know, uh, the governor is saying, hey, look, we're shutting down malls, we're shutting down gyms, we're shutting down nail salons. I mean, the, the state and businesses that were hurting for three and a half, four months that couldn't get reopened, they got reopened and then the numbers started to spike and everything is now being, it seems, shut down yet again. Now, here's the really crazy one of them all. You ready? Because I know there's a lot of moms and dads out there who are not wired to be working from home and taking care of the kids and having to help homeschool. And like, where's the bandwidth? It's like, we need our teachers. We need our schools. I'm just seeing reports now that the two biggest school districts in all of the state of California, Los Angeles and San Diego, I think you can figure that out. Uh, they're being shut down. Kindergarten through 12 being shut down for the fall. So then that gets you to the sports part of all of this, right? You're a mom or a dad. Your kid plays high school football, as an example, or any other fall sport. And you're hearing the Big Ten say that, well, we're only going to play a conference schedule. And you're kind of hearing some little chirpings going on from the Pac-12. And Mike Bone, the athletic director from USC, will be on tomorrow. He can fill us in. You're starting to hear rumblings like we may only play a conference schedule. I told the story last week about sending my daughter to her college soccer team. She got a COVID test today. She's got her physical done today. I mean, they are proceeding as if this soccer season is going to happen. And yet Stanford has just cut 11 varsity sports. I'm just saying this to you right now, that as schools are closing and going to an on, all online, um, wow, what has happened in 2020? How has this year, do you remember where you were in December of 2019? You're like, yeah, 2020, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to have a bomb year, dude. I'm going to do so many things. And then all of a sudden, man, this year just started to fall apart piece by piece. It started with Kobe. Everybody knows how you felt back then. And then it turned into, uh, you know, coronavirus being like real, like really, really real. And then it has turned into George Floyd and, and you know, the, the civil unrest around the country. And, and now here we are trying, desperately begging for sports to come back in some way. It's 710 ESPN. This is Scott Kaplan. Now, you talk about the coronavirus being real, okay? And, and Kenley Jansen 
has a real story about what he had to go through. And I want to talk about that in a minute. But Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Okay, Kenley Jansen. He had it. Dude had Corona. Not only did he have it, but his family had it. And so he has not been with the Dodgers. Now, you talk about Rondo for the Lakers, and I'm kind of blowing it off like, hey, that's LeBron's team. But Kenley Jansen doesn't show up for the Dodgers. I'm like, wait a second. That's kind of a really, really important player in a very important role in a shortened season. Uh, Kenley Jansen, to me, is a much bigger piece of the Dodgers than Rondo is of the Lakers. You may take issue with that and go for it. In fact, here. I'll just give you the phone number. I know you guys want to tweet, but have the phone number handy should you want to get in. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I'm happy to take your calls, by the way. I like a good phone call. You know, I really do. I know a good phone call in the world of sports radio is a lost art. If you think you have what it takes to be a quality, entertaining contributor to this broadcast, then go for it. Use the phone number. Should I give it to you again? Okay, here it goes. 877-710-3776. Back to Kenley Jansen. Look, the guy has coronavirus. Had, had. His family had it. Everyone in the household has recovered, thankfully. And now he's back. You start to ask yourself this question. You start thinking to yourself, okay, look, if I had corona, but I was a major league player, and the season still hadn't started, but I could still come back because I've gotten it and I'm over it. You know, here's a guy in Kenley Jansen who said he's got kind of a risk because of a heart condition. He's had, I don't know, I think it's two, two different heart surgeries. And so he's very, very conscious of all this. But you wonder if you were in his position, would you come running back? You know, because you've already seen a guy like David Price say, I'm opting out. So here's what I really loved about what Kenley Jansen said yesterday. He said, quote, I love this game. I want to do it for the fans. We're all going through tough times right now in this world together. I'm telling you, like this is resonating stuff with me right here. And I'm, I'm stopping the quote for a minute. For him to be, look, he had it. It's real. There were, look, I told you this, in early February, I was like, this is, come on, really? Like, I have to worry about coronavirus? Do I worry about the flu? This is what I was thinking back in February. Kenley Jansen, he's had it. And, and, and now he's coming back, and he's saying, I want to do this for the fans. He said, I think this is a good thing not only for Dodger fans, but all baseball fans around the world to have something to watch. Yeah, that's what we all think. It's, it's this distraction notion. The world has gone haywire, and we all want, quote-unquote, what was normalcy. And part of that is, bring me baseball. It's summertime, you know? It's not normal to see basketball being played this time of year, but you want to see the conclusion to the season. So we all want sports back, and Dave Roberts does as well. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts in mid-April came on my podcast, and I promise you that when he left, my thought was, they're not playing baseball this year. He did not seem bullish at all mid-April. But now the Dodgers are back to work. They are preparing for the season to start at the end of the month. And we're going to get the Dodgers and the Astros. Dave Roberts, Dodger manager, next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN.